Hey, New Life family, welcome to the weekly podcast. We want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening. We hope this message encourages you and helps you in some way today move forward in your relationship with Christ and others. We pray God blesses you wherever you are today. Now enjoy the message. And then we're going to go into some praise because I think it's important that you have some scriptural knowledge because I'm telling you as pastor, I'm telling you as a person who can give witness, meaning I have went through it and I am an eyewitness to it. And so I, I, can, give, I can give a witness to the things that God broke today, the thing that God broke over each individual life, because I believe he did. I sense a release in the spirit. It's not, as, it's, it's not as heavy as it was in the atmosphere. But I want to give you some scriptural knowledge because I'm telling you as a person who can witness and attest to, what will happen is even though the Holy Ghost through his power and his presence and the word of God just prophetically speaking, that anointing destroys that. But what the enemy will do is he will try to recreate something even though something has been broken and destroyed and laying at the feet or laying on the altar, what the enemy will do is in falsehoods, he will try to recreate or mimic or make something else appear as or to look like what was just broken off. And if we're not careful, we will rather than running to the shelter of God, which I read to you that scripture, we will unintentionally through and through uh, just, I, I don't know the word to use there because I don't, I don't want to come across accusatory, but just unintentionally, we will, for whatever reason, we will bow our head and we will allow the enemy to put that yoke right back on us. And it's a falsehood. It's not the same thing. Because when something is destroyed, it's destroyed. But the enemy can, can recreate falsehoods to try to mimic what God had destroyed. And if we don't have the scripture knowledge to then when, when we don't always have this, this kind of manifested presence, then and and our mind maybe is weakened at that moment maybe we've experienced something a physical just a just a weariness or just whatever it could be a bad day hectic day and our mind is maybe a little bit wearier or maybe we are just not as astute to what the enemy is doing at the moment we can unintentionally allow him to bring what what was broken in in a mimicked way or in a falsehood kind of a way try to put that back on us. I am a witness to that. The Lord, I'm telling you the testimony and I've shared this many times. I was under a heavy depression at one time, many years ago. I'm talking heavy depression where there would be times and Pastor Tim can be a witness. Deontay is a witness to it. He can tell you because he was still living with us at the time. I would go in my room on Sunday afternoon, whatever time it was when I would get done eating. I would go in my room and I would barely come out and I really wouldn't come out until Wednesday. Like I might come out for a moment, but 
but basically from Sunday afternoon until about Wednesday afternoon, I just, I would come out to maybe get a bite to eat, maybe get something to drink, but then I would go right back into my room and I would just stay there. And this, and there was a time, and I can show you the exact spot that I was laying and we wasn't even in a service. We was in a prayer meeting and I was laying right here on the floor. And I was just weeping and I was just saying, God, if you don't break this off my life, there is no way I can continue. I cannot continue to minister. I cannot continue to live. I cannot continue to be a wife and a mother and a grandmother. I cannot continue. Well, I don't even think I was a grandmother yet at that time. I was just like, I cannot continue. And it's, it's that desperation where you understand your weakness and you say, God, in my weakness, I am going to fail. I am going to crumble. I am not going to make it. That's when he comes in and he lifts up those shoulders or he lifts up that heart of weariness. And I'm telling you, it's my husband felt what was going on in the spirit and he came over and he laid right beside me. He had one arm around my shoulders. He literally had one leg around my leg and he was just covering me in a natural sense, but also in a spiritual sense. And it was on that day that the Holy Ghost through the anointing broke depression off my life. I am a witness to it. I tell the testimony about it. You have heard me. But even since that day, there has been moments and there has been times where even though I can come to this memorial, so when you see this, you just see a carpet. When I see this, I see a memorial to God's goodness and God's testimony. It was right about in here somewhere. I think it was just a little past this because it was a little bit different in here where I bowed my knee and I said, God, if you can use me. And it was right there when I was probably about 21, 22 that he called me into the ministry. This just looks like an area to come and worship. To me, it looks like a marking place of testimony because this is where God called me to preach. And we are to renew those things and recount those things and remember those things. And what happens when we do those things, when we testify about those things and we speak about the goodness of God, the mercies of God, the redemptions of God, the breakthroughs of God, how God saved us, how God healed us, how God redeemed us, how God restored us, how God brought breakthrough in our life. When we do that again, that's called a testimony. That word in the Hebrew testimony is this. I, I, I don't have time to go into all the detail, but one of the definitions, it, it, well, I'll give you two of them. It means to recall. It means something else. I have it in my notes, but the main thing I want to get out is it means do it again, God. Do it again, God. So when somebody lies to you, or when the enemy lies to you and says, quit sharing your testimony, it's old. What they are trying to do, whether it's a person or, the, or a spirit, what, they, what that spirit ultimately is trying to do is trying to shut your mouth. Because when you speak about the testimony, you are literally in the Jewish culture and in the Hebrew uh, word, you are asking God, do it again, God. 
How many remember the scripture when Jesus is having his last supper with his disciples and he's breaking the bread and he's handing out the wine? What is the phrase that he says in both instances? He says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus is not just saying in your mind, think back to the cross. There's nothing wrong with that. And certainly that's a vehicle we can use to do this. But what he is doing is he is saying the spirit that I carried when I was at the cross, the spirit that resurrected me once I was in the tomb. Do every time you partake of this, do this in remembrance of me. In other words, remember back, not just a recalling of the thought process, but actually speak it out so that you are saying, God, when you brought resurrection on the cross, do it again. That's how we participate in the communion with God. We are asking God, bring redemption. Bring healing, bring resurrection, bring divine healing, bring the power of the blood. That's what he meant by that. When Samson got his eyes plucked out because of sin and he's pushing the meal and it says, as he repented, the scripture says, and God remembered Samson. It's not, do you really think God forgot who Samson was? It's not that he forgot where he was or who he was. You know what was happening? While Samson was pushing that meal, he started, after his repentance, he started testifying about the goodness of God. And God remembered Samson. In other words, God was going to do again what he once did for Samson. And he brought back the strength of Samson that was zapped from him. I can give you another instance. When Hannah was barren and she sees the other midwife having child after child after child by her husband. She cried out every year as they went and sacrificed to the Lord. She said, Lord, give me a child lest I die. God, give me a child lest I die. And for year after year after year, she saw another woman having children. There came a point in her heart where she said, God, if you will but let me have a child, I will give him back to you. And she began to weep and she began to mourn and she began to uh, speak out those things in her spirit, even through utterances that could not be humanly comprehended. And it says, and God remembered Hannah and her womb. It doesn't mean that God forgot about her. It means through her testimony, God remembered and she birthed Samuel, the greatest prophet who anointed David, who then would bring forth the lineage of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So when the devil tries to shut you up of your testimony, he's trying to do more than just keep you from talking. When somebody else is trying to shut you down and say, I've already heard that before. They, they may not be uh, 
intellectual about what they're doing. They may not have a motive to do this, but there is definitely a spirit behind it that is trying to get you to do more than just quit saying syllables. Because what you are doing in the spirit is you are participating with the miraculous of God. And you're saying, God, every time I talk about how you broke depression over my life, my spirit is connecting with supernatural anointing and I'm asking you to do it again. Every time you let the utterances of, if you raise your hand in here, if God's ever healed you over something, every time you share that healing, I don't care if it's two days old or 25 years old, it doesn't matter in God. Every time you testify of the goodness of God's healing, your spirit is connecting to the supernatural realm and you're asking God, God, do it again. So there will come a time, I am a witness to this, that the enemy is going to try to bring a falsehood and put your head and your neck right around a bondage that we are decreeing that was broken up here. So you have to recognize that. And what you do is sometimes you just got to preach to yourself. You know what I mean about preaching to yourself? Sometimes you just got, sometimes, listen, listen I don't literally say this out loud sometimes because I don't want people to think I'm a crazy nut. But in my mind, sometimes I do tell myself, just shut up. I re- like I do, in my mind, I tell myself, shut up. Just stop. Stop thinking that. What am I doing? I'm preaching to myself and then I replace whatever is bombarding my thoughts, whatever the enemy's trying to hook in my mouth to lead me, then I either replace that with one or two things. I either start quoting scripture, I either start sh- I start reminding myself of my own testimony, or I start finding a worship song, a praise song that will cause uh, just the foulness of my heart to be rejuvenated and it's not very long after that I might have to do it for a minute I might have to do it for several minutes sometimes it's even I've had to push past even carnality and just say God that's it I'm, I promise you I'm doing this all day and I just speak to myself I preach to myself through testimony through scripture through a song of worship or a song of praise you know it's not very long after that 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 heaviness or that sensing of, man, the enemy's trying to lead me right back down that same path. It's broken. What happens? My spirit connects with the supernatural realm and through testimony of myself, I am reminding myself. And just as much when I take communion, I participate in the resurrection power and the blood of Jesus Christ and the healing that he took on on his back, the the freedom in the mind from, from the thorns on his head and the resurrection of his physical body. Scripture tells us this, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in you. You know what he is? He is a witness to what happened at the cross because he was there and now he indwells in me and when I speak it and when the Holy Spirit is witnessing the Bible says where two witnesses speak the same thing let it be so you don't even need another person 
be your witness. You just need the Holy Ghost and your voice to start speaking the testimony of what God has done in your life. Wave at me if you understand what I'm saying. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to set aside what I had because I feel like I've already preached a whole sermon. Stand with me to your feet. In a little bit, Deontay's going to come back and he's going to receive the tithe and the offering and Tom is going to come give some testimony. I'm letting you know that so I don't want you to slip out without those two things. But because I sensed how the Holy Spirit was moving and I just wanted to flow in it. Lacey is going to go into a worship slash praise song. And I want to invite you for a few minutes. If you are physically able and if you feel comfortable, I want to invite you up here. And we are going to practice what you need to do this week. Y'all looked at me like I was just a nutcase. How many knows if you don't?